Hello and welcome. It's Kelly Jane McCann, professional organizer and clutter coach. And you are listening to Decluttered by Design, a podcast where I provide practical guidance to help you declutter your life with ease. So heads up to new listeners. This is the final episode in a six-part mini-season where I'm sharing the six elements you need to reach your goals. They are vision, intention, awareness, belief, leniency, and energy. And together they make up the viable goal framework, which will help you bridge the gap between dreaming and doing. Each episode, I'm covering one of the elements. This episode, we are focusing on energy. Now I am taking a guess that everyone has heard and probably uttered the phrase ready, willing, and able. That phrase offers the perfect checklist for assessing whether or not we're going to be our most effective in getting any job done. If we're not answering yes, yes, and yes to the questions of are we ready, are we willing, are we able, that is a sure sign that we're not going to be doing our best work and that we should prepare for challenges. Now let me share what I mean. And this is applicable to any goal, big or small, because they all take effort, right? So when we ask the question, are you ready? Well, ready is pretty straightforward, right? Ready means, yep, I want this. I have got a positive mindset and I'm looking forward to reaching my goal. If we're excited for the outcome, we can say we're ready and we can give ourselves that first check mark. Now, are you willing? This is a weightier question for sure. Being willing means we are ready to make difficult decisions and work on habit change. Willing is about showing up and putting forth the effort. It's about managing expectations and foregoing immediate gratification for long-term satisfaction. So if we can say, yes, we're willing to do the work, despite the possibility of struggle, we can give ourselves that second check mark. Now it's looking good, right? We've got two of the three items accounted for. So let's move on to, are you able? Able is generally defined as having the power to do or accomplish something. But what does having the power really mean? Some people will think of it as being in a position to make things happen, like having managerial authority. Some people will think about being skilled enough to do the job. Some people will think about it in terms of opportunity. You know, they're not wrong. All of those things can be a factor. But there's another facet of power. And if you don't have it, you're not going to be able to move ahead. And that is energy, which is pretty much the literal definition of power. If you don't have the energy, you are going to struggle to get any kind of traction. You can be ready and willing, but if you don't have sufficient energy, you're not going to be able to make progress. Energy is non-negotiable. Like all machines, we need fuel to run. But how do we know when our figurative gas gauge is getting near empty? Well, people are generally pretty aware of what it means to be lacking in physical energy. Illness, injury, or some kind of limitation, they're, they're rather obvious. Symptoms present in a physical way and often provide some kind of recognizable evidence. If you've come off a big event where you've gone all out in a short period, like running a marathon, you'll expect to be physically tired and you'll know that you need to take time to recover before you can take on that next big task. 
But energy isn't just about being physically capable. It's about having the mental and emotional energetic capacity to do the work. Unfortunately, we're less likely to take that into account. We might even try to dismiss the notion that our mental or emotional reserves are running low. And I believe that's because there's a stigma attached to admitting you're exhausted from something that is, quote, all in your head. Now, if you could see me now, I'm making a face about that because it kills me that we can't all recognize that mental and emotional exhaustion are just as legitimate as physical exhaustion. And there's some irony here because we're all at risk for mental or emotional exhaustion every single day. And I don't mean from the possibility of some deeply traumatic event like a loved one dying. Those types of events have a clear cause and are universally recognized as debilitating. I'm talking about the exhaustion that comes from what we typically experience during a normal day. Whether we're actively aware of it or not, our days are often full of high-intensity emotions like anger, excitement, fear, anxiety, anticipation, frustration, disgust, jubilation. Given the past year, I wouldn't be surprised if many listeners were feeling some form of exhaustion because emotions have been running high for most people. Here's the thing. When you experience high-intensity emotions, you're activating your body's stress response system. It doesn't matter if it's a negative situation like getting cut off in traffic or if it's a positive situation like finding out you've just won an award. No matter what, your heart will be beating faster, your adrenaline will rush, and you'll use up energy. Enough of these high-intensity emotional events strung together can really deplete your reserves. Sometimes it's just the daily grind of the same frustration running on repeat. Like being a parent that has to manage school-aged kids during a pandemic. Talk about the perfect environment for high-intensity emotions to flourish. But it doesn't have to be something so unusual. It can be just having to deal with a cluttered environment on a daily basis. The anxiety and frustration can be absolutely draining. No matter what it stems from, mental and emotional exhaustion can make it really hard to reach our goals. We lose our concentration and our motivation falls away. We'll likely feel super distracted and overwhelmed will set in easily. In many ways, lacking in mental or emotional energy can actually be more of a challenge to getting a task done than being physically drained. Now here's why. You can be physically exhausted, but also mentally sharp and focused. So even if you feel like you can't move a muscle, you can coherently direct others and yourself. But the mental and emotional exhaustion won't allow you to do that. Plus, as I mentioned earlier, high-intensity emotions activate our stress response system, triggering the fight-or-flight reaction, which is physically taxing. So it's a double whammy. Not only are we mentally and emotionally exhausted, we're also physically exhausted. If we're in this situation and try to take on more, it's unlikely we'll succeed. At best, we'll probably spin our wheels and dig a deep rut. Since we aren't trained to recognize what emotional exhaustion looks like and how it impacts our abilities, it would be really easy to think we've failed because there's something inherently wrong with us. 
when the real problem is our energy reserves are running low. Now you're probably realizing that we're at the place where I'm going to tell you how to handle these situations, and you're right. This is super important because we can't reach our goals if we're exhausted. That's really the first thing I want you to know. If you are low on energy, you need to give yourself a break. At the very least, don't add anything else to your plate. The next step is to become aware of what's depleting us. So I want you to start noticing your feelings. To make it easy to do this, start with just one feeling and begin paying attention to situations where it rises up. Next, I want you to reappraise the situation so it seems more benign. Reappraisal is really a simple way to reinterpret what's happening. It's a kind of reframing that can help you feel better. Or to put it another way, we want to modify the impact of the experience. Okay, that was a lot to take in. So let me give you an example of how that works. Let's say you're someone with school-aged kids at home. And let's say you've chosen to focus on times when you feel frustrated. That is the emotion that you're focusing on. And let's say you've identified a situation where you feel frustrated on a daily basis. And let's say that time is when you're trying to get everyone out the door for school in the morning. Can you picture what that might look like? There might be bickering, frantic searches for misplaced items, last minute requests. And as the parent, you've got an eye on the clock and the kids seem to be moving in slow motion. And you're feeling super frustrated that they don't seem to share your sense of urgency. And you're thinking, why couldn't they just move a little faster? Well, instead of absorbing the frustration and holding on to it, you could use reappraisal to imagine that if you're feeling frustrated, your kids are likely feeling the same. Now it's a shared experience. Granted, not a great one, but it's something that you're going through together. If you're doing your best, then you can also imagine that your kids are doing their best. If you can get that far in reappraising the situation, you're likely to be able to feel some empathy for them and for yourself. Now, I'm not saying that the frustration is going to leave, but the feelings associated with it should be less intense since you're looping in that empathy. It's not you versus them. Now you're a team that just needs some fine-tuning. The idea here is to diffuse the high-intensity emotions so you aren't using up so much energy. After all, every bit you expend on that morning drama depletes the amount you have left to work on your goals. Does that make sense? I hope so. Let me give you another example. As a pedestrian who walks miles each day in an urban environment, I see many red light runners, and that is a personal pet peeve of mine. But when I realized just how much energy my outrage was using, I knew I had to reappraise the way I saw these incidents. Since I can't really know where anyone is going, I decided that I would imagine that they all have a legitimate reason for stepping on the gas. I sometimes imagine that they need to get to the hospital. Sometimes I think maybe they're late for their dream job interview. Sometimes it's that they need to get to the airport or catch their kid's soccer game. In any event, when I interpret it as something that's urgent, I can stay calm and my outrage doesn't use up all of my energy. Do I sometimes still wish I could ticket each and every one of them? Yes, I do. But more often than not, I give them a pass and I feel better and I've used so much less energy. 
So I've got one more example for you. And it's for those times when we feel personally offended. If you're anything like me, then you know how much energy feeling offended takes. Those types of events are ripe for the replay, right? Where we stew on the experience and wonder how dare somebody treated us like that. And then we think about how next time something like that happens, we'll have a snarky comeback at the ready. Ugh, that is just not any way to live, right? So here's the idea. When you meet up with that crank, the clerk who treats you poorly, the family member who snaps at you, the guy who cuts you off, or even the friend who's short with you, remember this. It's not about you. It's about them. Protect yourself and don't take it personally. Those people are probably just having a bad day or maybe worse, and you happen to be on the receiving end. If you're feeling particularly gracious, you can recognize their stress and offer some empathy, saying, it seems like you're having a tough day. I hope it gets better, is often welcomed with a nod and a smile. Or you can just walk away, say nothing, and feel gratitude that your day is not causing you to act like they are. Either way, let it go because it's not about you. What I really want to convey is that we need to be aware of how our energy is being used. We need to think of it as a critical resource and avoid wasting it. This is terribly important because without sufficient energy, we'll never be able to reach our goals. Luckily, we have way more control than we imagine over how we use our energy. We can choose to react differently to high-intensity emotions, and it all starts with little awareness. So I would love to know what you think about this idea. Do you think reappraisal could help you deal with high-intensity emotions so that you could protect your energy? You can find me everywhere at Organizing Maven, and all feedback is welcome.